0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our next episode of Ink Talk, our episode number eight. And this time our topic will be having your own tattoo studio. What is it like? What's it like to be self-employed, to have a small business? And, um, me and Rebecca, we're going to talk a bit about our experiences and our thoughts. Hello Rebecca! Hello Astrid!
1: (laughs) (laughs) When did you start your own business? And what did you do before? I started my own business uh, 2011, so it was the same year as I got uh, the apprenticeship. Before I worked as a tattoo artist, I had my own business also as a dog instructor, but only for like a couple of months. and uh, i yeah. also worked as a shop manager kind of thing in boutiques yeah n- nothing much just uh, small jobs here and there where i could but i was uh, unemployed uh, i think uh, a year or two before i started tattooing so
0: for you it was like um the a good start out of a uh, um time in life where you was looking for the right way and the right thing. You didn't have like the one big thing. You didn't find the one big thing and then you came to tattooing. But you did uh, do your apprenticeship and and how did you decide to go out of that shop where you learned and actually open your own studio because that's another step from finding what you want to do to uh, actually open a own business.
1: Yeah. He didn't have so much space in his studio and uh, he said to me that I couldn't be there so often. So I thought that I rather just start my own business where I could have like an own studio and still go and work with him when I could.
0: Oh, so you did part-time, like
1: part-time stay in the shop,
0: part-time work on your own?
1: Yeah. Okay. For a couple of months I did that. And uh, if he had said uh, that I could be there, it might have taken me longer to open up uh, my own studio. I I feel it was uh, the right call for me and the right right time for me to start my own business as well. So how did you? How did you start? Pretty similar. I also did like part time first.
0: I had a lot different, really, really all kinds of different jobs uh, during my my uh, school and study years. And when I started tattooing, I kept up working. Uh, I had a, a job in a bookshop and could have been working there all time if I wanted to but I wanted to do this tattooing thing mm. and I didn't have like that proper apprenticeship in a in a shop I had like a half apprenticeship because my teacher wasn't in Germany yeah. so uh, he came and visited me and I went to England and I stayed in a shop for a little bit but not really long and I got some instructions and help and material sent over and I was in contact but I was also pretty much on my own mm. so I think um, I probably wasted some years I could have been much faster and I always kept on uh, working part-time and I did open the business right from the start uh, because I wanted to tattoo legally and I saw so I, I uh, opened my business in 93, but I fully started living from tattooing, I think, in 95, something like that. Mm. So, um, for about two years, I had uh, this part time thing going on. So, uh, for me, there was no other other possibility because i i didn't uh, have this shop in germany where i i would have learned or you know i didn't have this contact there so i started uh, um, working on my own right away and uh, the contacts and friends in the in the tattoo community that came later on when i was already tattooing mm-hmm so i could have started in a in a shop but i would have had to move to england Mm. Uh, i didn't do that so i i I wanted to stay home and do my thing and uh, try and make it on my own (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is difficult
2: yeah Yeah. so
1: yeah i think uh, it it takes a little bit more time as well when you do it uh, as we have uh, just not being in a tattoo studio uh, with uh, customers already there and other tattoo artists that help you yeah so that's true i think um, it will go faster for anyone who decides to to be an apprentice rather than doing it on their own yeah 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 that's true uh, I
0: wasn't completely on my own. My teacher then he went and visited me and he let me uh, tattoo on him and he showed me how to make needles and all that. So I did have this support. But for the most time he was in England and I was in Germany. So mm. Um, mm. it was like a long-distance apprenticeship. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it's completely different than when you just kind of grow up in a shop, sort of, as a tattoo artist. Yeah. Then uh, yeah, it's, you can always just turn around and ask someone.
1: You know. Yeah. That's yeah. what I didn't have. No, me neither. Yeah. So, how was the first years for you, as when when you started your own business? I was um, just like doing my little
0: business on my own, Uh, I asked someone who um, was had a a bit of idea about bookkeeping, how to do this and that, okay write down uh, all your income and your expenses, uh, make a little list, because when you have a small business um, it's it's not so complicated. You just have to make uh, like a list and keep your bills and everything. And uh, it's not so complicated. So I did all that. And yeah, I just had first tattoo um, customers were also more or less out of our friends' mm. circle, sort of. And uh, then later on, I had a little tattoo studio nearby or um, in the same building as uh, a biker pub mm. and then I did have much more uh, customers <laughs> 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 and uh, and there fe- found also uh, my first apprentice and she was a friend of the piercer um, who also joined me and uh, opened like a little piercing studio also in the same building and then we also we all moved together in a new studio so um, after opening a real shop going really out of this um, yeah, study room that i had mm-hmm. before i had like a, an extra room uh, beside the apartment where i would work and then i went and had like a public tattoo studio sort of then uh, i started making all the contacts that i needed i met uh, my colleagues and everything like built up really fast then uh-huh. from there yeah that was also a time where tattooing uh, came out of the edge of society corner mm. uh, and um, started being more a thing that uh, normal people would do. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, was the beginning of the tribal wave and all that. Yeah, It uh, was a good time to start tattooing, I oh, think. That's yeah. really good. And uh, also it was the end of, of the being like only bikers thing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't so difficult to get into the tattoo world anymore. And there were more customers uh, than we could handle, sort of. Mm. So
1: it was good. Uh, when I first started my business, I had a studio in an old apartment uh, house building. And uh, I had to... Uh, install um uh, oh english word for hand foot you know uh, hand washing station oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah but other than that the room i was in was okay but that made me think how does the government do they uh, have like rules you have to follow to be a, a tattoo artist in Germany, or how do you...? Well, uh, back then, uh, well, they always did have some rules,
0: but uh, back then nobody really looked at you and nobody came and visited you and, and checked anything. So uh, of course I inquired and I tried to do everything as good as possible and also uh, follow the rules. But the rules were kind of incomplete, I would say, from looking at it now. Mm -hmm. And uh, the health department didn't really come around and check. The rules now, they are more uh, detailed and you can see that people know a little bit more about tattooing and uh, also the health department comes around usually every year to check if you do everything the right way. In times of corona, they didn't come. They didn't come around last uh, winter. Usually they came around in winter. They didn't come last year because we were closed anyway. Mm. Um, this year I didn't see them. I don't know. It depends. They they don't have to check on you. Yeah. I think uh, it's also different depending where you are in a bigger city where you have lots of tattoo studios. Maybe the health department is a little bit more... Um, paying a little bit more pe- attention to this to this um, kind of business. So, um, in other um, areas, maybe they just uh, disregard this whole thing. They just think, ah, oh, there's one studio there. Uh, we have so, so much uh, other stuff to do. Maybe they don't come around. Mm. For example, uh, in the one studio, I only see, see the health department every few years, like every five or 10 years, you know. So I, I think, okay, uh, maybe a lot more could be done. Yeah. But um, because I don't uh, want to have any trouble, so I, I, I would also anyway uh, follow all the rules anyways uh, you don't want to have any problems uh, for your customers or yourself so you follow all the health regulations anyway yeah so um what we have as a rule is we have to do a hygiene course it's like a it's not first aid course you have to do that too but you would have to do a course on um, clinical hygiene sort of Mm. And now, uh, in a few years ago, they've uh, changed it, and you would have to do a course on sterilizing equipment as well. Okay. So um, you have to do a, a second course too, And it doesn't even matter if you use plastic tips and, and stuff, or if you use metal grips that you actually sterilize and you reuse. So, everyone has to do this okay we uh did the whole thing again a few years ago, and we did a um sterilizing course mm. so that's that's what you have to do. There's no other um requirement. you can just uh, open a business just like that. yeah, there's no one who checks checks that you are a good shadow artist um there is a movement uh, of people who would like to install. Sort of a um, regulation where you should have a apprenticeship before you start opening a tattoo studio, and I think uh, it would be a good idea, really, because uh, so many people open tattoo parlors and they just what what they know they just know from watching internet videos, mm. and I don't think that's enough, really. No. So. Um, not today. I think I think it could be a good combination of like apprenticing in a studio for a certain limited time, and then and do your health courses, like your your hygiene, hygiene courses and all that. And uh, yeah, um, why not other jobs? You also have to prove that you you've done a certain. Um, Apprenticeship, uh, for example, if you do any any kind of craft, you you would also have to um, prove that you really learned what you're doing. Mm. You know,
2: mm.
0: so uh, could be interesting. Yeah, um, nowadays you don't have to be self-taught. I mean, as it's still a possibility, but maybe there could be something where you you can. Uh, get someone to testify that you're able to do your job. But uh, the easiest thing would be just um, do an apprenticeship in the studio and get like a certificate from there that you have spent so and so much time and learned uh, proper handling and hygiene and uh, studio. Like how how you behave in a tattoo studio, like mm. how you do your hygiene stuff. Because when you go to a hygiene course, it's you sit there with a lot of uh, cosmetics and uh, barber and pa- paleologists, you know, who do the foot care. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm. and uh, they do. So it's it's not specialized on tattooing. You know, mm. it's very general. And um, it, I think there's some special things to take into account uh, for hygiene uh, in a tattoo studio. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's best to uh, to learn from someone who's done the job for a while. So, if I had the possibility to to get apprenticeship, then I would have done it, and I recommend it to everybody still. But we're talking about, not ever again about <laughs> apprenticeship, because we did that already. We're, go- we're going back to uh, what it's like to have your own business. Yeah. I opened my own business because I didn't see any other possibility, but um, I, I was uh, very, very happy with this decision yeah. ever after. Because uh, I think even if I did have an apprenticeship, um, I probably at some point would have thought I have to do like my own thing because I want to do it just the way I think the place I want to do my own place build it just the way I want to um, and work with the people I want to and you know yeah not have a boss and all that that's very tempting and I think um, that's something that a lot of people uh, also think about when they think about tattooing is without a lot of financial background you can just be your own boss and do your own thing sort of
1: yeah yeah here in Sweden we also have some regulations on on the place where you are going to have have a tattoo studio but no actual demands on on the person doing the tattooing the only thing we have is uh, is uh, self control i don't know how to yeah I, I think it best uh, translate as self control you have to check for yourself whatever you need So they just take away their own responsibilities towards the business uh, or the the tattoo industry in in Sweden and say, it's up to you to find out what is necessary and what you have to do Mm -hmm. to have all the things you uh, must have in a studio. So they first just control the the location where you're going to open your shop. Uh, and they check if you have like a hand washing station and if you, your ventilation is okay and uh, then you get like a an approved approve uh, mark or paper from the government where you live so that you can open the studio and then you you have to check for yourself every rule and every everything you have to look for you have to do it's on you uh, as a tattoo artist so
0: you're responsible on your own
1: yeah and they say you have you have to have like a a, the knowledge needed to do the work but yeah then that is very subjective you can one person can think oh all i need is uh, some color and a needle and uh, yeah yeah, yeah. and another person person can can think you need hygiene course or yeah, so it's it's a bit. Uh, I think it's a, a, a bit sloppy of the <laughs> government mm. to just put it on the tattoo artist. To hmm, yeah, yeah, if you think about it like that.
0: But uh, then again, um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of freedom for, for the tattoo scene then. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people will probably uh, like this regulation.
1: Yes. Uh, don't
0: you think? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So. Uh, but you still have to, like, the color regulations are, are changing, so it's up to each tattoo artist to know uh, what is the rules now and, and follow them. Uh, but it's really, really hard to get a hand of the rules and, and to, to understand them. I think yeah. it's
0: gonna get more and more difficult it's gonna get more and more complicated uh, in the future and now now it's just became so complicated uh, um, with the colors and I think also with paperwork it's gonna be more and more paperwork like writing down all the colors you use write down uh, keep all the like um, the information on the customer way. Like the, do you have like a, um, a paper form where the customer uh, actually says yes to being tattooed? Like a. I have it digitally. What's it called? I like, ah, yeah, a consent form. Yeah, yeah. You have to get a consent form signed and then you would probably have to, uh, write down the the color numbers and all that. Maybe the, the expiry date and all that. And, it gets more and more complicated. I think um, when I started tattooing, you really would have to just do your tattoos. And bookkeeping was more about finance, not so much about this whole, um, oh, I need, uh, I I want to take a photo. I have to have someone sign that I can take a photo and use the photo. I have to have (laughs) someone sign that I can actually tattoo him. And now I have to, also uh, take down the data from someone if he comes in during corona maybe so if i have a case of corona in the virus in the shop i have uh, to give the information who was there on that day and all that i think that maybe is not so important anymore soon but um yeah it's it's got more paperwork (laughs) and just got more Uh, complicated also with the whole social media and you have to have all your um, like a website maybe Um, some people are using kind of um, calendar system that's online or you want to use maybe some new payment methods you know I don't do a lot of that. But I think nowadays um, you would have to have some kind of business knowledge. More than a few years ago, you would just have to be a good artist. But yeah. now, if you open a studio, it seems to me that you need a little bit more business knowledge than you yeah, yeah. you would have needed before. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even for people who who own a tattoo studio for years and years, like me, sometimes uh, you just have to rethink and and um, like always uh, keep up to date with all your um, stuff. You can't just do the things like you did them twenty years ago. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, we already talked about social media that's another thing yeah, it's a big uh, influence you have to think about uh, you want to do that yes or no you want to get involved with all that um, yeah yeah I think it's easy if you if you just work in a studio and you have someone who does all that for you
2: yeah yeah
0: if you are in a big studio with a lot of artists and you have a boss who's practically into that whole business stuff and he does everything for you then uh, maybe you can just lean back and uh, just do your art which is also a good thing
1: yeah do you have in in germany do you have many tattoo artists who are employed or is most of you uh, self-employed
0: most artists are self-employed i think yeah um and also uh, most of the tattoo artists who work in a studio um, they are also self-employed They're, it's it's like with the hairdressers yeah yeah when lots, lots of hairdressers they rent a chair so um, that's how we do it with the uh, tattoo artists as well yeah same um, here same here yeah. So, um, even, uh, if, um, someone is in a, in a studio with other artists, uh, he usually rents a workspace. And so the studio gives the workspace, uh, and like the, um, whatever you need for your daily work, like paper towels and, uh, ink cups and gloves and all that, uh, disinfectant. And the possibility to do like your sterilization and cleaning and all that, and uh, the artist pays kind of a rent like um yeah so so they 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 are self employed but they are self employed on an easy level, so they all they just have this one thing like the rent that's the cost, and then they have to put the what they make from tattooing and all that, so that's easy. Still, um, some artists, at some point, they decide to open their own studio. Um, Some artists travel a bit, change studios, work in different studios, and then they decide either to stay somewhere or they open their own studio. Mm. But I think for a lot of artists, it's the dream to finally open their own shop where they can just do everything in the way they imagine. Yeah. I can totally understand that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. I I think uh, the only thing is you don't want to just uh, sit there alone, so the end of the story is probably you open your own studio and then you sit in your own studio and there you maybe you work on your own and then maybe you lo- don't like it because you want to go on a holiday sometime or you just want to talk to someone <laughs> while you're working and uh, then uh, you have another apprentice and this apprentice is going away some point opening an own studio and Story repeats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's. Uh, I think you work on your own right now. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. What's it like uh, if you are in a studio and you're you're on your own in the studio?
1: Uh, well, it's it's uh, okay. I have now my husband has uh, his office there, so. I get the company of him and also the customers <laughs> who come in. And these past years, it's been really good, actually, just being me. It's uh, been easy easy enough to follow all the regulations regarding COVID.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. And usually, it's uh, I have no problem with work, working on my own. But it's good. I think this podcast is really good for me. <laughs> Just talking to another tattoo artist who can relate to to stuff in the in the world of tattooing. It's really good actually. Other than that, I don't have any uh, like um tattoo artist friends. So If you, if you have colleagues that you work with, you will have that every day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You would, you would talk about, oh, what did you do today? Oh, um, this and that. And you see, ah, okay, uh, I had this, something just like that. Or you'd look at the cover up and, oh, that's difficult. I would do it that way. Or that's, you've done it really nicely. Uh, did you see this customer? What, you," you know, you talk about. Yeah, yeah your customers you talk about stuff that was annoying you talk about good stuff and um, your daily work and I, i prefer i think i prefer working with um, colleagues i like that i like when uh, the shop uh, is buzzing so <laughs> <of. laughs>
1: yeah i think it's a uh, uh, good to to have colleagues to talk to as well, but for me it it's okay to to work by myself. It suits me, yeah, so it it feels okay. Uh, but it's really good. Just I, I think if I had like one or two maybe colleagues um, before I had a collaboration with a piercer, uh, she came out maybe two times a month, and that was really good. Just <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, piercing is a whole different world. I think. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what the future will hold for my studio, and and if I have any colleagues uh, in the future, or if if my apprentice uh, will come back to to doing the tattooing, and if so, then it is uh, different, and it is both uh, good and bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, what's the bad thing about it? Uh, it's not so easy. Always, um, I'm so used to having it all on my uh, own terms. Your own way. Yeah. Your own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, when you have to like work around another person, or uh, just you can't do it as you would normally do it, it takes some getting used to. <laughs> Uh, When I
0: had people finally stay in the shop for longer, you know, like long-term colleagues who would uh, rent a place, I would uh, always give them more possibilities also to modify the the shop, like choose the color of the walls, put on their own decoration, and um, also do things... uh, in a way, they wanted to organize them and do them. Yeah. Also uh, modify opening hours and stuff like that, because I think uh, you cannot just be there and be the boss and say everything's done like this and like that, and then um, you're going to... Yeah, you can't be always there and... and tell someone, hey, you have to do it this way, that way. If you want to have someone who, uh, working um, kind of rep- responsibly and self-reliant, um, sort of, yeah. then you also have to give them more uh, respect and freedom and, and um, uh, trust them to do things in, in their own way yeah yeah as long as uh, the (laughs) health regulations and everything is followed of course yeah yeah but uh, yeah so um, it works quite good this way
1: and you how do you go about scaling up your business you you worked uh, on your own at first and then you uh, started a new studio with a piercer and but today you are working at three different studios that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: One of the studios I kind of opened by accident, sort of, because um, uh, the first studio there was a problem with a, a rent contract with the landlord, and I wasn't sure if we we're gonna uh, keep the studio because of the those problems. So I was looking for an alternative, and I opened this. Uh, other studio as an alternative mm. and uh, since i was doing good i didn't want to close it again so i w- went uh, just doubled my work time and uh, went to both studios and uh, at some point realized i needed help <laughs> <laughs> and yeah in the third studio that was finally the studio in frankfurt That was where I lived at the whole time, you know. The whole time I was uh, driving long hours to those other studios. Mm. And um, I was dreaming about uh, having a studio in Frankfurt where I uh, lived. But uh, when I started tattooing, that was the old times when uh, tattooing was still dominated by, um, yeah, kind of um, biker guys who would intimidate you not to open the studio you know mm. because it was like their business and you can't just go and open the studio and all that so sort of the town was already like taken <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, and that was that was in the early 90s the late 80s early 90s there was a different time and now Um, when I uh, opened the studio in Frankfurt finally that was in 2004 times had changed and others had opened studios and the whole tattoo scene was a bit more open Mm -hmm. in a way and so um, yeah that uh, I wanted to do a whole different thing I had a different idea also Um, I opened the studio with my partner and we we didn't just um, offer tattoos, but also uh, had this idea of putting um, designer clothes from young fashion designers from Frankfurt in the shop and make a whole new concept. Mm. Well, we don't we don't do that anymore. It uh, we have uh, stopped it after like four or five years. Um, it was a good experience, but we went back to just tattooing. Okay. And um, so, but uh, yeah, that was uh, really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, it's it's like that. It's uh, I I didn't c- close any of the other shops because I have uh, good colleagues there that I like to work with. I just in the one shop I'm there for two days and it's enough because the rent isn't so high. And in the other shop, um, I only. Drop by maybe once a week, and um, I I rent out this the space to a very nice colleague. So it works. It's just okay, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still do a lot of driving, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, sounds like it. And how is uh, one day or one week in your business? Uh, one week in my business. Yeah. I work five days a week,
0: if it's a busy week. Uh, I usually get up in the morning and do my drawings for the day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes uh, drawings that people want to see beforehand, sometimes I make appointments for people to look at their um, design, then I do those for this day and the ones that are for the actual day that I have to have ready. So, usually I do two or three designs in the morning. I pack my backpack and I drive to the studio and I start around one o'clock. And um, then I do um, maybe two tattoos a day or maybe three if it's small stuff and drive home in the evening. Next day is the same thing. Uh, Usually the work day, the time I spend in a tattoo studio will be from one o'clock till maybe eight o'clock. But that's not the whole time that I spend tattooing. Uh, It's You know, there's a lot of uh, stuff to do outside of tattooing. So you have to also do consultations, you have to uh, keep everything tidy. Uh, built up built down workspace. Uh, maybe if you have uh, you still use metal grips, you have to put those in the ultrasonic and then the sterilizer. and you have to shop for the for the groceries for the shop. you have to buy like paper towels, um, bandage, stuff like that water, and um, you have to do orders. Sometimes I do that late at night. Like ordering tattoo supplies is something I do at, I don't know, one or two o'clock at night when I'm (laughs) on the sofa. Sometimes I answer emails late at night because I don't have the time in the morning because I have to do my drawings. And sometimes I do it while I'm watching TV and open my email on the iPad and writing emails and people are like, what, At what times are you answering emails? Because <laughs> with email, you always see the time. And I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> so four o'clock, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bit funny, yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, it's a weird, weird um, time schedule sometimes. Yeah. If you're self-employed, you, you always work in a way. Your, yeah. find your spare time somewhere in between try not to get too stressed take your little breaks you know whenever you can and but you're not you're never like completely out of your business yeah uh, even, even when you're home you always have to check on everything
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i am um, 2018 i opened up a at the Studio in uh, Umeå, it's a bigger city here in this area. And uh, I also had like a, a huge uh, gallery part of the studio where I had the uh, exhibitions from local uh, artists. And at that time I also had my apprentice. Uh, so then it was a lot of like... More people in the studio and more people to to collaborate with, and it was it was really good. But it was only for a year, and then I mm. I just I couldn't uh, keep it up because uh, I had too little time to actually do the things that got me money, and uh, mm. and um, it's hard when you're on your own and you you have to do all all the parts, so you have to. As you said, it's all with the bookings and and handling clients and cleaning and and also uh, just booking artists for exhibitions, hosting exhibitions. And uh, (laughs) I didn't take so much uh, on the provision on the artwork. So uh, that yeah. was that was just some small maybe some to to cover up the costs for the exhibitions and uh, yeah uh, so <laughs> it was so much to do you 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 want so much uh, for yourself you want to do so mm. much but there's so much uh, uh, you 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 I wish I could buy or get more time on a day And then I could do yeah those. that's the same here. yeah.
0: I think that with your gallery is pretty much the same than with our handmade designer fashion stuff we had in the shop. Uh, we also took stuff on commission and in the end the store was just uh, full of uh, so much things and uh, you always have to take care of the meet up with the people and have those lists of stuff. Uh, is, did we sell anything? This and that. And it was, it was taking up a lot of time and it also was taking up a lot of space in the shop mm. and I would I, I mean you would have to you pay rent for this space but if if it's just uh, something that you do because you like the idea but you're, you're paying into it and you only take just a little bit of money for a commission and you sell just a few things then at some point you think like ah oh. <laughs> so so maybe it's all too much you know it's a it's a nice idea and you always have a lot of good ideas to this to that but at some point uh, i just said like concentrate on the on the important thing and just throw it all out get more space for the tattoo customers to sit because they were like in between all this stuff you know like we didn't have enough room if uh, we were working Maybe, um, we were working, for example, with two people. And everyone had a customer waiting for the first appointment, and also someone coming in to get a consultation. And then we would have like four or five people. Maybe someone brought someone along, and then it was only little room because there were clothes and handbags and jewelry (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) And people would kind of stand there in the middle of all this stuff and like, oh, where can I sit? And I was like ah, damn just stop it and just threw it all out and put some big couches there and just made like the important stuff um, uh, dominant again because um,
2: yeah finally uh, yeah
0: it's uh, it's good to live out those ideas and I think gallery is uh, still a thing yeah it's uh, maybe uh, art gallery especially with tattoo artists art could still be an interesting idea if you have a lot of room that you yeah. can get for cheap but in a big city it's difficult you would yeah. have to find a place where you just have lots and lots of room yeah I still yeah. Uh, I still feel tempted to, to do something someday but at the moment I, I think I'd, I'd rather not because I, I know I don't have the time for it
1: Yeah, yeah that's the hard yeah. part yeah the studio I'm at now I have a small space for like paintings but now I only have my my stuff there um I would like to have exhibitions again uh, someday but then I have to yeah I have to be able to 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 actually get time for it and time costs money so so it's it's hard it's not so easy but you did it for four years that's really impressive
0: yeah oh, but I had help we did I didn't do it on, on my own so I, um, we did together um, me and my boyfriend and uh, so we would also we have double <laughs> the, the time to <laughs> care about things so mm. So uh, if, I think if I had would have had to do it all on my own, I would have done it differently, much smaller, just uh, tattooing and, you know. But uh, yeah, it was uh, something completely different at that time. So mm-hmm. yeah. so it, I think it's, it's always good to, to start with a new idea. And um, I noticed there's a lot of uh, also other small business um, who started doing uh, combined uh, stuff like um, you would have uh, a hairdresser where you can also buy clothes or you would have a bar where you can buy buy sneakers or you can, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. And I think um, a lot of people are trying out those little different concepts and that's the fun of being self-employed. You can just try out your ideas, Yeah, yeah. You can just do your thing and, and uh, try to live it and it works okay. or maybe it doesn't work or it works for a while and then you have to rethink and change it um, because you're the one in charge. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the one thing. If, if you uh, you have your own business, uh, it's it's all up to you. Yeah, You exactly. also have to find out when the time uh, has come to, to do some uh, changes, you know that can be also kind of um, difficult, to find
1: uh, the time where you have to do a a change. Yeah, yeah. It was a hard call for me to end uh, the gallery. I enjoyed it very much, just having it uh, in combination with the tattoo. But I had a one-year contract on the place, and uh, if I didn't uh, end the contract, that year I had a new contract for 5 years so that would have been too much I I wouldn't have been able to do that for 5 years and uh, it was a good thing too because uh, just when I uh, moved here and into this smaller studio space I had it for maybe 6 months and then Covid (laughs) so if I were to be on the other the uh, big one the big one yeah uh, I would have with, the, with the big rent <laughs> yeah the big rent oh, uh, that would have been a that would have been
0: really bad <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah oh my god I, I, if I imagine that uh, I think uh, general, in general I think it's it's better to start small and to grow slowly yeah that's uh what i always did is just too small do a small start start with uh, um just uh, the basic stuff and uh i always had uh, like um some extra furniture that i would bring from the other studios or like um yeah just you know you can also find uh do a Good cheap decoration, and you can still like after a while you buy this, you buy that, and then you you go more um, you can, kind, of, kind of you can change the cheap furniture for more expensive, more specialized stuff. And uh, I would always uh, try to not go into um, you know too much uh, investment. If you don't know exactly, it's, it's working out, you know. Yeah, so I yeah. would always grow slowly, grow slowly. And then uh, as I make money, then reinvest the money. And then, you know, I, I have a friend, a really good friend uh, in Australia, and she opened the studio with the help of an investor oh, yeah. and uh, went, went really big and uh, opened it with a gallery and a coffee shop and really really big and uh, she had huge problems because uh, she it was so big she always had to rely on people to run those other things, she mm. had someone who would run the gallery and because she was also tattooing full time and uh, she would have to, to pay for the rent of the studio and um, even to just uh, make the place, you know, to just uh, build the place would take so much money and she would have to, she hired a bookkeeper, she uh, had someone to do the coffee place and then maybe the person quit, someone else took it and it's always so much trouble, trouble, trouble and Mm. she hardly had enough time for tattooing because there was so much uh, trouble, you know and uh, in the end it didn't work out because Um, it was all too big from the start on Mm. Uh, Mm. so I think um, it's a super nice idea, it was a super nice studio uh, good artists, good artwork, uh, exhibitions excellent but in the end um, yeah, if it doesn't work out financially or if it's just one person who just gives and gives and people don't feel um, devoted in the same way um, hmm. yeah, and it's, it's not good. So, um, and she went back to just working in a studio.
2: Yeah.
0: still keeping, keeping it really simple. So, um, I think, um, that's, uh, one thing you also have to think of is, as a possibility. You can, you can, uh, be successful or you maybe, you try, and you you realize after a while. No, I'd rather just be tattooing mm. and not have all this business stuff mm. to take care of because it just eats me up. Yeah. So it's not for everybody, I think, and and uh, maybe um, some people are, would be happier if you, they don't have to do all this business stuff around it, you just do their tattoos. Yeah. So yeah.
1: And it's hard because you are the income, <laughs> because you are the artist. Uh, you have to mm-hmm. work to get the income. It's not as uh, easy to just...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not like a shop where you can sell stuff, you know. It's yeah. not like uh, you just put someone there and uh, on minimum wage and let him sell any, any kind of stuff. That's just... Uh, it's, you, you always have to be there and keep up the quality and do your work and all that and t- a tattoo business is uh, different to uh, any other shop mm. uh, so yeah it's uh, I think it's it's, a, it's one of the best uh, things you can do but also very uh, <laughs> demanding in a way yeah, and yeah. Um, if you uh, open your own tattoo studio you just have to be realistic that you're gonna have twenty four seven taking care of your studio and thinking about stuff. and you you never just come home and put your backpack in the corner and have your free time because it's always it always continues. Mm. But then again, you can totally do your thing.
1: You know. Yeah, I think people, they have like an idea of a tattoo artist as a, uh, maybe a, a more, I think it was more so before, um, with the TV shows and stuff like that, but they have this idea that tattoo artists are rich. <laughs> so is it is <laughs> yeah. it big money in tattooing? Um
0: what do you think? I, I don't think so. I think as I already said, it's not that like we sell some products that we can just buy somewhere else cheap. It's not like I can order my tattoos from China for uh, <laughs> uh, 10 euros and sell them for 100 euros. All, all I'm selling is my own hands work. Yeah. People sometimes they look at the price of a tattoo and they, they think like, ah, I'm giving this person like whatever, uh, 200 euros for this tattoo. And uh, she has worked so and so long, and I'm thinking about a normal work day. Like I'm working so and so many hours a week. What that? Oh wow, she must be rich. <laughs> but <laughs> that's. Uh, and then I think uh, you you take the money and you put it in your pocket, and that's the money you can spend. If if I have a tattoo price of maybe 200 euros, then there's tax in it already. Everything, all my expenses, I have to cover from it. And if if you look at the normal workday, then maybe you would go to work at one o'clock and you close the shop at eight o'clock, and maybe you would do two of those tattoos. Hmm. Maybe someone a cust- sometimes a customer just won't come, <laughs> but maybe yeah. you would do uh, two of those tattoos. And uh, but it's not like you're working like from. One o'clock to eight o'clock, uh, through, and you say "Oh, it's seven hours of non-stop tattooing." No, it's it's not. Uh, you you can't sell like the whole time. No. so it's it's not like um, if you if you have like an hourly rate, it's not like you work like seven hours a day for that rate. It's like you're doing maybe two tattoos, and uh, then you 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 look at it and you. Um, taking off the rent you pay the, the you have to get to work you have to go back from work you have to pay maybe even for parking your car you have to um, buy the uh, tattoo material like the colors the needles mm. disinfectant gloves and everything that's uh, around tattooing uh, like whatever if people work with plastic uh, one-way grips and tips you have to pay for that um other material that you need, sometimes uh, you need some new equipment anyway, chairs, furniture, mm. machines, cable, whatever. Everything has to be within this money. And um if you you take like a whole bunch away for the cost you have, you also have to pay for your health insurance, because you don't have someone who pays it for you, like when you when you are employed. Yeah, You know you yeah I don't have that problem you know so then you have to um, take away you pay for maybe um, your private um, pension fund if you have for something like that mm. you know, mm-hmm. pension for your uh, retirement someday, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all of those things uh, you have to take care as a self-employed person. you have to take care of it uh, on your own. And then you have to take those uh, two hundred or four hundred euros that you have uh, per day, and you take all off all those costs, and then you have to divide it on the day you on the time you actually work. Yeah? and it it's not uh, the maybe the two hours you've been tattooing, but it's the whole day you've spent in the studio plus maybe the time you've been drawing and doing your bookkeeping and mm. uh, answering your mails, and then you tell me again what's my hourly. You know my hourly wage, and it's it's far less than people think.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I didn't really uh, find out because <laughs> um, I'm a bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If you if you really take into account all the time you actually put into it, yeah, yeah you really yeah. put into it. You you sometimes um, people would come in and take time for consultation, I I make consultation, and you talk to them for half an hour, then you give them an appointment, then they come back, then you talk again, put the tattoo where it should be, and it's a small tattoo, maybe it's a 50 euro tattoo, you've already spent half an hour for... um, consultation in the first place. Then you did the little design and put it where it should be and um, build up your workspace, do the tattoo, build down the workspace, explain the healing process and all that. And there's another hour at least gone for that. Mm. You know, mm. and then still people would think because it's just a small tattoo, it's quite expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, you have to deal with that, and you know, it's it's not like that, but and but
1: yeah. I think the problem is they are comparing it to any other item, so instead of mm. like seeing it as a, they are, are paying for. Uh, much more than they are seeing. Uh, if they go to a shop and buy a shirt, it's mm. like a small percentage percentage of that shop's uh, income that day. Uh, mm. But for us, it's like it's it's all. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And and we and, spend and... so much time doing other stuff uh, around it. So the actual tattooing part is it's. Yeah, it's a small part, but it's still the part that actually brings in the money. All the other stuff yeah. doesn't bring in any money.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um very often you you just have to take your time and answer emails and and uh, um, do consultation and answer questions of people. You don't. Uh, you don't charge for that. It's it's okay. It's free of charge. You 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 cannot charge for that. You know you just have to do that. It's part of the job.
2: Mm.
0: So uh, that's okay. But then you have for the for the part uh, where you do earn earn the money, you have to take a certain minimum. So it, the whole thing works.
2: Yeah.
0: Also, we have to take care of what happens with, when we get sick or uh, when we get sick, we can't work. There's no money. Yeah. Yeah. So you, if you're self-employed, you you just have to take care of everything on your own.
2: Yeah.
1: When uh, a customer doesn't show up, that's not <laughs> that's a huge that's part of your yeah. income that just disappears. Yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And the most part of it is our risk. It's maybe we have a little deposit from the customer, but uh, yeah, we lose more money on it. But um, I think to be um, self-employed as a tattoo artist is also not bad. It's it's not like well, a minimum wage job, something like that. Uh, but it's less than if you have like, um good office job or a good qualified worker job. Mm. They usually make more money and it's easier for them to get, for example, a loan to buy a house or something, mm, mm. something like that. So. In many aspects, um,
1: they're better off, but they're not free (laughs) to do their thing. Yeah. So the freedom is is costly, but it's uh, worth it. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's uh, you can't be fired
0: because you're your own boss. Yeah. And uh, you're free to um, do the things the way you want to do it. That's the the two big uh, plus
1: sides. Yeah. So, um, do you ever dream of not being self-employed? Sometimes, when I do have to do my taxes,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. and then I dream of it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the nightmare of every self-employed employed person, Yeah, looking
1: at the big pile of paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That or when when a customer doesn't show then then it's but then I get uh, often when when that happens uh it, it doesn't happen so so often most people actually uh, call or or say that they can show up, and they are good to they are good to me in that way they they try to call or say uh, a week ahead so i can have another customer taking their place so but when it actually happens it's like being self-employed it's both good and bad because you don't get an income yeah. that day but you get the time to actually do other stuff that you don't yeah so you so you don't have to do them later on the sofa in front of the tv <laughs> yeah like drawings
0: yeah <laughs> emails yeah yeah that's true at least you can you can do what you want with that free time, then exactly and uh i I also have the experience that the most customers they uh respect my time and they do actually uh call in if if they can't come mm, that's um, good It's only a few customers that don't do that, and that they have maybe this consumer attitude that they just it's all about them and mm. <laughs> not. Not about us, but uh, yeah, with uh, I think uh, with lots of customers that um, they are regular customers. Uh, I can also talk about um, the situation and. Um, as a, as a self-employed person and they have a more realistic um, idea about it now mm. Mm. <laughs> so uh, yeah
1: mm, that's good. I
0: don't know if actually that the tattoo reality shows if they give a proper picture I think mm, maybe rather not no. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not so sure no 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 I don't think so I haven't been I haven't been watching those TV shows for ages but I remember uh, It being a little bit uh, um, yeah easy uh, um, uh, uh, simple reality sort of yeah everything's just uh, easy easy and uh, it's um, more on personal drama and you know not not so much about the real world of uh, self-employed
1: tattoo artists exactly I don't know. And uh, how do you do uh, your marketing? Do you do any marketing, or do you uh, rely on customers to to uh, get new customers? That's actually still the most
0: um, effective uh, marketing, I think, is uh, still mouth to mouth. You know, uh, what what is called word of mouth. Yeah propaganda, sort of, um, where um, you can get uh, recommendations, sort of. Mm. People recommend you to their friends, and those friends come and say, like, uh, uh, my friend, my neighbor, my uh, colleague has been uh, to your shop and got a nice tattoo, and that's why I'm here. Mm. That's, I think, also what makes mm, at least 80% of, of the customers that come in mm. and I think social media is a good thing should just stay connected have a look what everybody's doing get out your work for people to look at and some people come in through uh, social media but it's not the majority of people I think uh, most people still come in through this good old fashioned recommendation thing
1: yeah 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 um, it's the same for mm. me i tried when i had my uh, gallery i did a lot of like facebook uh, events and facebook marketing and i don't know i think it's it's uh, more work than it gives because uh, most people actually came in uh, just because they heard about it from a fr- friend who heard about it from a friend <laughs> and yeah uh, yeah so so I think that's the best way. And also like Instagram and just showing people your work. That's, yeah. that's the best way to get new customers. But Or even a, a gallery, if you have run this
0: gallery, you would have to like build up a client base, get yeah. some newsletters and you really have to um, work for it. You really have to uh, send out... Um, like indications and newsletters, and, um, yeah, yeah, just maybe or even just get known for a long time for doing this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Really have to have like the long term dedication for, for it. That's why I really admire it. If, if people really have this energy to do this it, for a long time and keep it up, and, um, I think you can only do it if you have like, um, uh, maybe, um, Background of a lot of helper helping hands, with who, or you have um, more knowledge about the whole thing outside of tattooing, you know. Mm. Um, I think. For me, I'd probably rather stick to tattooing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I admire that uh, when people get uh, new ideas and they do um, multi-themed um, uh, shops or um, do galleries, do art events, and all that. Yeah, yeah,
1: it takes a lot of time and effort. So. As you said, I think you have to be the same passion you have for tattoos. You have to have for that part, and also, uh, as you were saying, uh, you have to have like give it a couple of years before it actually brings in the money, uh, and uh, then <laughs> you have to also give up a bit from tattooing and yeah, and yeah, that's that's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's that's
0: it. Um, you have to give away time that you would normally rather invest into tattooing, and you have to put your priorities. Mm. And uh, that's uh, sometimes a hard decision. Yeah, a <laughs> uh, diffi- difficult decision. Yeah, yeah. I have a good uh, recommendation talking about art gallery <laughs> tattooing. <laughs> Okay, then I'm going to start with a recommendation of an exhibition, and it's hosted by um, Top Notch Tattooing. It's a gallery called Fort Notch in uh, Germany, in Marl, and it's run by a tattoo artist. Hmm. He's um, been in the tattoo world in Germany for a very long time, and he's... Had this gallery for quite a long time and hosted lots of different themed exhibitions. And uh, this time it's called Day Glow Extravaganza, and it's gonna be about art that's done with uh, like um, glow in the dark color mm-hmm. and, or neon <laughs> UV colors. And uh, I think it's gonna be very interesting because every piece of artwork that's going to be exhibited is going to be um, made by tattoo artists.
1: Oh, that's cool. Uh,
0: Everything is contributed by tattoo artists. I was happy to um, already participate in uh, his last uh, exhibition that was all around uh, Lemmy and Motorhead. And uh, I'm also <laughs> going to participate in this black light um, exhibition and I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, wow. uh, it's called Dayglow Extravaganza and it starts in May, on the 7th of May, and runs until the 11th of June in Germany, in Fort Notch. I'm going to um, post the link. What's your event for this time?
1: Yeah, that sounded really, really interesting. Yeah, i would love to go there (laughs) but maybe next year (laughs) i'm gonna send you some photos (laughs) yeah yeah please do that please do that yeah (gasps) so my event pick for this month is leuven tattoo convention Uh, it's in 19th and 20th of february so it's pretty soon wow yeah very many talented artists are on their artist list. So are you thinking about going and working there yourself or uh, rather visiting? Uh, no, I um, uh, can't do neither. <laughs> but uh, I think it's uh, it looks very interesting. So hopefully someone who is listening maybe want to go there. They have uh, both Instagram and the and website I will post them on our Instagram, but it's Loven Tattoo Convention. And uh, you can all also uh, let us know if you
0: visited any of the events we recommended, send some photos or uh, send some comments on uh, how you liked it.
1: Yeah, that would be uh, great to have, to just see and to hear from you, and, and also to maybe repost some pictures feedback, always welcome. So my
0: pick of the month uh, will also be the guy who organizes that convention, the tattoo artist I've been talking about, who is running Fort Notch, uh, known by the name of Dr. Notch. (laughs) Uh, His name is Heiko Gantenberg. He's uh, been tattooing forever and a day in Germany. You can find him on Instagram uh, on uh, the name of Dr. Notch. And again, the exhibition is run by top-notch tattooing you can find it on instagram through uh, the name top-notch tattooing all written in one word i'm gonna post links to both mm. the man and the mission <laughs>
1: <laughs> i will check him out and also the event i think it sounds really really interesting actually so i'm looking forward to getting pictures from you <laughs> so what's your pick of the month your artist's pick This time I'm uh, picking a tattoo artist from Czech Republic or Czechia. Oh, I don't know how to say it in English. (laughs) Czechia. I I don't know either. (laughs)
0: Czechoslovakia? but No, it used to be Czechia maybe just. Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't know. Hopefully I said it uh, correctly. (laughs) Otherwise you can correct me in the Instagram comments. (laughs) Her name is Petra uh, Bol so her instagram profile is petra uh, underline bol, bol i will post links to her she does some amazing illustrative tattoos and and she also does illustrations she has uh, uh, done some illustrations on birds i really love she's uh, a very talented tattoo artist uh, works pretty much abstract uh, in black and gray so go check her out I will definitely do that.
0: If you have any um, comments on what you want to hear about, what you want us to talk about, just let us know. We have some good topics on our to-do list already, but we are also always keen on your thoughts on on, uh, what's interesting for you. Yeah, because that could be t- completely different from what we think is interesting yeah. <laughs> just let us know <laughs> let us know okay so i uh, say goodbye and uh, wish you a wonderful time hopefully um next time again yeah with uh, two of us
1: yeah thank you so much for listening and uh be sure to uh, check out our Instagram, it's ink.talk. Uh, there we will post links to all the event and artists pick of the month. And you can comment and send us a DM if you want to say something or, or just reach out. You are very welcome to. <laughs> so goodbye. Goodbye, thank you. Bye bye, see you next time. See you next time.